Welcome to the original Vegan Business Talk with myself, Shane Jeremy James, where I discuss life-changing business advice with vegan companies who are making a true difference in the world. Hey everybody, welcome back to the next episode. And today our guest is June Fox. And the reason I said it that way is because I want you to explain it. So there's two ways uh -huh. you can say his last name, and I took the easy way out to tell you the truth. So now say it the <laughs> say it the like actually name it would probably read on paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hello everyone. So June is right, <laughs> and Fuchs is a German name. I'm from Switzerland, so it's pronounced Fuchs, but it translates that translates directly into Fox in English. So I gave you the possibility to just call me Fox. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So June is a certified life coach te teaching vegans how to inspire others to become vegan faster. His approach is, uses mindfulness as a vehicle to find your vegan zone of brilliance and elevate your vegan impact. Well, welcome again. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited to be here. And awesome. we've already talked for a while before this. So yeah. I feel a heart to heart connection. Totally. And I'm um, excited to share what we're going to share with everybody who's listening. Awesome. So tell us then a little bit, how did your journey get to where you are today? And how did you get to start doing what you're doing? Hmm. So the first pivot obviously was becoming vegan. And for me, that happened in 2017 after watching a German documentary. It was called In the Name of the Animals in German. <laughs> Im Namen der Tiere. And um it was screened in a local cinema where I was growing up in um, a small village in Switzerland. And after I, I walked out of that movie theater and I was vegan, I was like, that's it. Shift. So that's where my vegan journey started. And um, obviously, I also became an activist and I started going to the street, uh, flyering, participating in demonstrations, using my design skills. I studied graphic design back then to... Um, to bring that also to our community and so i was designing the the banners and the logo designs for new animal rights organizations right and um eventually i studied full-time i worked full-time as a graphic designer and on the weekends i was just spending most of the time in in activism environments that were quite challenging and i burned out i burned out completely so as a part of this whole burnout experience which i bet a lot of us can relate to um, I've, I've retreated from activism and I kind of like gave my power away a little bit. Right. And further down the road, I started discovering how mindfulness, um, was, was like a new vehicle, a new area in my life that I wanted to discover. And that was related to my journey to Bali, Indonesia, which is where I live today. And so I started discovering how mindfulness practices such as meditation, a breath work, um, movement practices, yoga can, can serve me in generating a new energy so that I can be active again as, as an activist, because I, I never wanted to stop. You know, I always wanted to work and, and be there and support our animal friends, save them essentially. Yeah. And then, um, along the journey of diving into mindfulness, I, I just became very experienced at it. I took some trainings and fasting forward. I've ended up sharing my gifts and experiences as a coach and mentor to other people. And I specifically, because that's my life story, work with vegans and activists that do want to stay active and create more impact 
but struggle sometimes with their own emotions, with their own feelings, or don't really know where their place is in the vegan activism community. And that's why you introduced me before with um, helping people find their vegan zone of brilliance, where you shine most as an activist. Yeah, and that's how I ended up here as a life coach for, for our vegan community. Right, that's cool. So when you decided to say, hey, I'm going to go the life coaching way, why did you decide to go that way? Um, it has almost been decided for me because even before I decided to use that term and I made a decision to embark in a training, um, even before that, I've noticed that a lot of people, vegans and non-vegan vegans, started coming up to me and asking me a range of questions. And those questions were repeated all the time. And some of these questions were like, what is it that you do in your life that you have this sense of balance? Or how come you always seem happy? Or how come you, you vibrate this sense of joy? How do you do that? And so after around a year of hearing these questions, I, was, I did let it sink in. And I was like, well, what actually am I doing then? You know, like, is it genetics? Maybe. Is it the food that I eat? Very possibly. Is it the mindfulness that I practice every day? Oh, I think that's that's a very big part of it. Right. So I kept answering these questions, but at some point I realized that just an answer doesn't do it. People got to embark on their own journeys and and like get married to mindfulness in their own ways in order to feel that and generate that energy. And that made me made the decision to put my attention towards that instead of um the old work that I did, which was more in the design realms, graphic design, etc. Right. That's all. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, you do have super good energy, you know, I'll give you that and you do vibrate at a really high energy. Oh, level. You. Yeah, you really, you really do. I mean, you're probably one of the only people that I know that just that I got on with that was dancing around their place that hit their hand and went to the hospital from dancing around in there. <laughs> Right. And, and I like that story. So <laughs> I already told you, like, start telling that story. So I already started it for you. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's, oh my God, that's amazing. Right. That's like, I said, if there's any way that I want to hurt my hand, it's dancing around in happiness and joy. I mean, really, I mean, that's the best. <laughs> oh so, my God. I was a little frustrated yesterday. I have to say it was like, that was not necessary. But at the same time, I was like, okay, just give me that experience. Yeah. So well, and, look, and look how it turned into a story on here. Who would ever know that? There you go. Exactly. Right. Now it'll all become a, now it'll be, I can already tell it'll become a story in your life because it's cool. So yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's fun. It is hurting yourself through and exploding in joy. Exactly. In a room that is not big enough. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. So what has been, what's been one of the toughest parts about working to build your business? Um, the consistency, for sure. Putting down my feet in, in the position that I am today. And um, I always say pulling up a seat on the table of, of vegan leaders or community leaders the toughest part has definitely been um, remaining or yeah, maintaining belief in myself, my skills, what I bring to the world, what I, what I bring to my own vegan family, to the community, because 
as I bet most of us can also relate, when you're building your own business, you're, you're facing major roadblocks, which are both on the internal world, but also on the external world. When I say that, I mean uh, self-doubt, self-sabotage, but also like things that are happening on the outside. Something breaks, new gear needs to be bought, bigger investments need to be made, um, uh, unplanned, stuff like that. And for me, the biggest challenge over the past two and a half-ish years, which have, has been the time that I've um, embarked on this, this journey and made the choice to, to work, live, be a life coach, has been maintaining belief in, in the vision of being successful, serving the people I want to serve, attracting the right, what, right clients and, right. and helping them thrive. So for me personally, the biggest challenge was um, saying no to specific people. Because at first I was like, I want to serve everybody. I want to support everybody. I can, obviously I can. I have the skills. I have the energy for that. That was never a question. But at the same time, it was like, if I serve everybody, nobody really knows who I'm here for. Right. And I struggled with getting clients. I struggled with, with attracting the right people. I've had experiences where people didn't pay in the end, where they walked away, you know. And, and was, that, um, was that before you found your ideal client or was that after even? That was definitely before. Right. And also in this transition phase of already sensing who my ideal client is, already putting it down on paper here and there, in shapes, I've worked with two mentors to help me get there. Um, but at the same time, then also owning the courage and, and pushing that outwards and saying, I'm only here for you. Right. And I know you maybe would want to work, but I'm not here for you. So the courage, like really having the courage, the answer is it was before I, I made the full-hearted decision to, to niche my client into this perfect avatar, this perfect persona that I want to work with and I want to spend my time with anyway, which are vegans that are ready to, to do great, great things in the world. Right. That's amazing. It's a good lesson for everybody uh, listening too, because it, it is, uh, uh, you know, important to figure out, you know, who is your ideal client and how can you niche it down, you know, and, and then it's easier to go broad after you get bigger and then go broad, but people, you know, it, 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 you know, you can do it broad the other way, but what people don't understand is it just costs a lot more money, right? So when you go broad, it really does, you know, and, and that's, that's the key if you want to do, do that. So you better have deep, deep, deep pockets to try and play broad because now you're going against, you know, a, a lot of people with companies with deep pockets too, right? So I'm glad, that's a good lesson for a lot of people to learn uh, the importance of that. And I see a lot of businesses be able to either turn around their business or uh, or struggle because they don't have that exact ideal client consistently, right? I always ask businesses too, or I always say to them, you know, like, what is your ideal client? What is their psychographic? Where are they from? What do they look like? Like, I ask them all that stuff, and a lot of businesses can't answer me that. And then I'm like, well, how do you know how you're going gonna go after somebody? You're like, you don't even know what you're doing. You're just all over the place, right? So yeah, <laughs> you brought that up because it's an important part of business. Very. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Very. So with you right now, where do you see your business? Where do you see yourself in two, three years? Where do you want your business to be? Do you want to be 
Do you want to be a solo entrepreneur? Do you want to have four employees? Do you want to have seven employees? Do you want to have no employees? Do you want to have, where do you see this business going? Mm -hmm. um, a small team that supports me. And yesterday I was asked a very similar question and I answered very funnily, which also was inspired by one of my mentors. She made a post about it. And I said, I'd be the Madonna of mindfulness in the vegan community. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Right. And so when it comes to more specifically answering, yes, I see myself working with a small team. I already have um, clients of mine, former clients that now have one of them has created her own business and she is um, a social media strategist. She's studying it now and she's just launched her business. So I will hire her as soon as she and I are ready for each other. And I want to work with the small people that are really close soul family for me, to me. Um, that's where I see myself in two to three week, uh, weeks. Weeks, yeah. <laughs> two to three weeks, exactly. Hey, put an yes. there, right? Yes. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, you never know. You never know. So, so you see a small team. So where do you think a little bit now, like where do you think in general veganism is going? Mm -hmm. we talked about this before briefly and i said something that i'm going to say again um veganism in itself is a force and it is i think it is unstoppable to be honest um even without all the other aspects outside of of compassion let's say well actually environmentalism is based on compassion animal uh, advocacy yeah. is based it's all based on compassion, so. on compassion. True. So I, I truly believe as every word that is leaving our lips and every ear that is hearing our words, uh, veganism is unstoppable. So I'm not sure the last time I checked, I believe below 3% of the global po population is vegan at this uh, day and age. I'm not sure. Maybe it's already more. Maybe it's still a little bit less. Right. That's the number that I've, um, I've read recently. And I think we're just going to grow and grow and grow and grow. Um, yeah, that's that's what I see happening. I don't see any other way. Or the planet will, you know, kick us out as humans and do another thing that it, like it did with the dinosaurs. And then we've had our time and we hopefully make the best out of it. But as as we understand the time is, you know, the, the clock is yeah. ticking. I think veganism is pretty unstoppable. Right. Yeah, I think you're right on that because you see, you know, even right like in canada and america and you know even friends friends of mine that have companies bigger companies you know now you walk in and i see their products in our mainstream restaurants like our cactus clubs and in and, and these mainstream restaurants where you see these type of products where you know 10 years ago 15 years ago you wouldn't see this you know and, and when you look at companies even being able to raise so much money and go so big, like a Beyond the Meat or Impossible Burgers and stuff. You know, not saying that's the cleanest vegan, but that's not the point. The point, the point is, is showing that there's a market demand for a lot mm -hmm. of different things. You know, one of my friends, she just, um, they, they, she is a fairly big company too. And she has all, uh, they just put one of their sandwiches in all the, ve it's called veggie, uh, veggie grills. Uh, veggie grills out of um, and they're all in america and they have uh now uh, uh a crab or crab sandwich in there a vegan crab obviously 
her crab sandwiches seen it you know everywhere i think they went into all the all their stores fuck yes and yeah so that's like yes. really cool right so you see yeah. that happening you know and before you know you wouldn't see that happening so uh you know so there's definitely there's definitely more of a more demand and i think too it's i think too it's a lot of the next generation the next generation is more conscious of environment planet animals stuff like that i'll be honest you know the older generation's hard to change they just don't they really are you know and so you know I, you know i don't focus on them as much anymore because i mean you know I mean, that, that it's just, you know, they're set in their ways, you know, but some come over, some come over and, you know, yeah. and it's not just about like, you know, it's about, I see some of them come over because they're starting to understand about certain things, you know, bigger, bigger purposes, environment, the world, uh, you know, emissions on factory farms, you know, stuff like this. So mm -hmm. I think a person has to get, the more educated a person is, the more they start to understand it, right? A person that's not as educated they only understand one way, the way that they were taught when they were 15 years old, period. That's it. That's all they know. So you can't change. If I would still be living in the small town I grew up in, I wouldn't think, I would think like that small town. Now everyone listening to this, that's all from my small town is going to be like, what an asshole you are, Shane. But it's not, yeah. not the point. <laughs> the point is I'm not putting anybody down from my small town. I'm just saying I evolved as a human being because I left my small town and I traveled a lot and I understood different cultures and religions and people and that, and that's why I evolved was only because of that. Mm -hmm. So there's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could relate. Yeah. <laughs> many, many listeners do as well. Right. Right. And what, what I think is also really beautiful is that um, the internet gives us a window and the younger generation is just more more trained at using the internet gives us a window into these experiences that um, you just described having whilst traveling and seeing different parts of the world. It's not the same, but it gives you a good taste of what's going on out there and gives yeah. you a really good um, a pinch is not enough. It gives you a whole spoon, a whole pan full of information on how we can grow and evolve. You said it so nicely. Yeah, 100 percent. So for for you and 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 your and your business in general, um, are you are you like, what do you think is uh, for you? What are what do you think is one of the most important skill sets that you think you need to grow a business and people need in general? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a big question, and I already have like all these different types of skill sets. Um, Coordination is what comes up for me. Coordination and clarity, being able to create clarity on what you're doing, where you're doing it, how you're doing it. So um, yeah, I think clarity is one of the, the biggest skill set. And obviously to generate clarity, we can use tools and skills for that as well. So for me, one major tool for example, was journaling actually. Like I started journaling around three years ago and right. the amount of pages that I filled with, with ideas, asking myself questions, clarifying for myself what the next step will be and also pre-planning. So for me, journaling was a massive tool and skill in the end as well to generate the clarity on, on what I do next. 
and um, where I want to grow, where I want to put myself. Um, and coordination, I think I said that because we often can't do it all by ourselves unless you are like hyper, hyper multi-talented. Like for me, it's great because I've studied graphic design, marketing. Um, a part of it was affiliate marketing. So I, I know a little bit about ads, how to set up proper copy. Copywriting was also part of the things that I've learned. Yeah. And um, um, life coaching, which means also holding, holding space, making sure to create space, hosting and holding space. So I bring a lot to the table. And I think that's one of the things that has allowed me to, up until this moment, grow my own business by not overworking and still being able to check many of these marks. Right. But coordination also means giving away tasks and hiring people for, for specific other things to still be able to focus on the, the, own, the own essence, the own main thing that you're doing. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I love Glad you said that because I think that's such an important part for people to, you know, realize too is you know being able to where can you delegate and where can you give away those those tasks. I've always been, you know, for me, my business career and different businesses has always been good at figuring out how to get one person on board and then get two and then get three and then get four and then get five and then get six and seven and and how to you know and how to build it. I've always been very focused on, um, you know, how do we how do we you know, bring the whole puzzle together, then end up with a brand. And, and so that's not easy to do. It's the hardest thing to do in business is build a brand by far the hardest thing to do. But once you get it, it's, it's a different, it's a different level. It's a different animal. Um, you know, and I think that is being able to, like you said, start to delegate and look at how can you bring in other roles um, and then, and then build a leverage that, you know, certain, certain roles and stuff to build to. Do stuff so I think that's important what you just said yeah we don't have to do it all alone like in my in my reality I meet a lot of um, solopreneurs and people that are working on their own businesses and I, I I mean I made so many mistakes to be honest like along the whole way um, making mistakes of not allowing support, making mistakes of not investing in a mentor from the get-go and spending half a year on creating a course that sold twice, which means I made $300 and I worked around half a year for it. Not full-time, but that was the main focus that I was doing. Like, get support from the experts and let an expert support you in what you don't like doing, where you're not thriving, what you suck at, what what is not your zone of brilliance. I think that's also a big lesson for me. I think for all of us that are creating our own business, as you said, start by yourself and then bring in people, bring in the puzzle pieces. Yeah, 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 I, I agree. And I think what you just said is important too for a lot of businesses and people listening that are, are, are trying to grow in this is, is, you know, when you just said about, you know, doing the course or doing that, so many businesses don't really look at strategy. And if you looked at all our books and you looked at my teams, you know, you would, all you do is see our mapped out five years, our mapped out 90 days, our mapped out strategies. You see every, on our walls, you see every challenge and objection overcome on every project we do and every maneuver we move, move, on, move on. And then I always tell people, it's the quality of strategy that you do. You know, we, we just made, you know, we made over 50,000 on our, on our, on our last course sales and we hadn't even launched it. Right. You know, 
So, so you know, and I'm not saying that to gloat or anything. I'm giving people an idea of, of its strategy, right? There was strategy in us doing that and stuff like that. And so that's why I believe anybody can do it. And thank you for the clap, by the way, on that. I appreciate that. And, and so, and, you know, and so I, I, that's why I, you know, and I, I usually don't throw our numbers out very much to tell you the truth. I don't, I don't like to build that type of type of business to tell you the truth. I don't like that feel of that, you know, that even though I, I do agree that you, everything is a funnel and everything has to run in something, but I don't agree in that feely of that sales funnel of like, oh, here's how much money I made and here's my car. And you, I don't, I don't really mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and the mm -hmm. only reason I kind of throw out that number for people in general is just because I believe that anybody with the right strategy, one good strategy can change the face of your business like that overnight, overnight, you know? And that's why you got to keep trying different strategies, trying different things and trying different things. And eventually you do hit it. That's why I have a, a big belief in people, right? Because I know it's like, and if they're like you, you got to keep learning new skill sets, period. I always tell people business is, business is a high level skill set. That's what people don't understand. It is a very high level skill set, very high level. And it and mm -hmm. it takes a lot to learn, but once you get it, it's a great skill set, right? Mm -hmm. Wow! As you're just saying this, I'm also reflecting back this moment in time, like on the steps that I've taken and the strategies that I've tested. And um, it, you just described what I'm experiencing. Like I've tested around six different strategies so far to to grow my coaching business, right? And um, I, I learned that the strategy that I'm using currently, which is very much based on, on 100% serving the, the ideal client that I have, like 100% filling the gap that they need, filling the problem. And I've published this mini ebook recently. It's called Elevated Vegan Activism. And um, it was awarded last week. That's also one of the reasons why I was so in so much joy and hit my hand and cut it open. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. And um, yeah, that was that was just like sitting down and focusing really on solving that core problem and then making that available as as a, a freebie, you would call it, or, or just as a giveaway, but then having that be a lead magnet and letting people warm up through it. And I've realized like so much of my personal values when I can translate them into a strategy um, then it hits home and it grows more. The community is growing faster. My Facebook group is growing faster. Newsletter subscribers are coming in. Um, people are feeling elevated through what I've gifted them so far. And when your core values are really aligned with the strategy, it becomes easier to execute it. It, it takes less time. It becomes more fun. And like, that's what we want to have in business, I think. And I have joy. We don't want to be all the time engaged in in in. I'm working on the screen or working, you know, we want to live as well outside of that or next to that or with that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. It was a download. Yeah, no, and I, that's awesome. And I'm glad you said about the core, core values. Uh, you know, it's such an important, important thing. It was interesting because I was just working with a group of business owners last night, uh, about 12 of them. And, and I was teaching them how to drive purpose, vision and core values at a very high level, like a very high level right through the whole DNA. And it's almost a hard thing to teach because it's so macro that small businesses always think very linear. And so if, they, if, you're, if they're really trying to get to the next level, 
they've got to understand that vision, purpose, and core values is actually how you build a, a company and how you bring on team members and how you actually, but it, 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 it's a heck of a lot. I make it sound easy. You know what I make? When I say it, it sounds so easy to be honest, right? Uh, you know, but, but I say it because it's a core, it's a core of thing and small businesses don't think like that enough. And so they always stay a tiny, tiny, tiny business. And I'm talking like, even, you know, even if like today you can get to a million dollars very fast with four people, very, very fast online, but you've got to, you know, you, that's where that vision, that's where that core values, that's where that purpose, that's where that comes in. And it's got to start to become the DNA of that entire business right from the start, uh, you know, and, and, and if business does that, they're going to be in a lot better shape. Um, but so I'm glad you brought that up because it's an important subject, I believe. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, for you, did you, so did you, when you started looking at your core values, did you say, how did you do your core values? Like, how did you decide on them? Um, well, the decision has been made uh, simply by being me. And it was just a matter of, do I, do I build the courage to translate them and communicate them and um, shape them into my business? So the core values obviously are are based on compassion and veganism is a big part for me on that right um and another part of my story so this is like opening another little chapter and i'm happy to do that with you here i'm a queer man and i've struggled through my upbringing with accepting myself i was in right. depression and suicidal episodes back then and so for me it was like there are so many parts of me and since as a life coach i i am my brand like I can't, I can't hide behind a logo. I am my brand. And to bring all of these facets under one boat, like my story with, with the LGBTQ upbringing, with growing into confidence, self-love and, and acceptance, but then also with the vegan aspect. So for me to unify these and to see where they are married, that was the bigger challenge, you know, to zoom out and to see can I describe in one sentence what my core value is or even in one word? Right. And to, to get down to that core, um, you got to be really fucking honest with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Just purely. And that's scary. And it can take time. It can take time to look inwards because like, gosh, sometimes we have these trauma experiences that we replay in our relationships over decades and once we unravel them, we discover a part of our core value that we haven't had access to before. Right. So I'd say like really facing deep inner work, other word is shadow work. Another word is some um, inner alignment work, just to give a little description on, on that and um, practicing honesty with oneself. Right. I think that's that's how this DNA for me, as you said so nicely, was was being discovered. And I knew when I made the decision to to work in the exact niche that I do now and to um, to offer what I do exactly now, which is um, mainly group coaching and group mentorships. And when I made that decision with the same firmness as I walked out of the cinema that day and made the decision to be vegan, the same firmness, that's the exact feeling that I re-recognized in truth. Like, right. okay, now I'm in my truth. And then from there, 
it, it becomes easier and more clear. But like the full honesty of this is 100% what I'm standing for and what I want my business to stand for. So I have to, I have to come from that place with everything I create. Every piece of word that I put out, every piece of content, every podcast episode that I record, I have to come from this place of truth. And if I don't know the truth, I'm just going to wait a minute and figure it out. And then I'll answer, you know? Yeah, that's great. I think that's where I'm coming from. That's great. I mean, that's that, you know, that, that truth. And, and that's why core values are done because core values help a business owner make decisions all the time. And if you get those core values right, that's where your all your decisions come from. And that's what keeps you on track. So you might, I mean, there's many things that we say no to because of our core values that could make us a lot of money really fast in certain things, 100%. But it's just against what we stand for and what we're doing. And, and so, but in the end, that's what helps takes you to the next level in the end too, because you stay so strong on that. And so, you know, that's building what I call a real business. You know, it's cool. Yes. Building a real business. Yes. You know, beautifully so, said. Yeah, right. I'm glad you brought that. I, I'm so glad you brought that up, pulling your truth and, and being that. And that's a hard thing for a lot of business owners to do. You know, it was one of the things that people say, especially online, you know, and, and, and they see online. And sometimes we see other people online and, you know, you're like, oh, should I talk like that or be like that? Or, you know, that business person does it that way. Or, you know, so it's so easy to start to move out of yourself, right? When you see all these other people, right? And just instead of just be like, just be you, just you, that's it, you know? That's what people want. They want that. Yeah. They can feel yeah. it. Yeah. Oof, I'm having goosebumps on my back right now as we're talking about this. Amazing. I mean, like bridging the gap between the vision of business is something unpersonal, which it a successful business, in my opinion, and especially in our communities, where we base it on compassion and love and care and the, all the all the subcategories of that. Um, we can't we can't lie and be successful. We'll be you know like there's this term that the youth uses. I'm still part of the youth somehow. I guess woke right hashtag woke. Like woke people, they're going to see through your shit if you're a liar. And unwoke people, they might buy until they get woke to just, just <laughs> yeah, use right. that language for yeah, a moment. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we and essentially we're lying to ourselves if, if we're not. And then you might end up in a burnout if you're like working in a business or creating a business that is not aligned with who you are. After a couple of years, you're going to be like, fuck this. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And then the whole thing's going to come tumbling down. You can start rebuilding your whole business. You're going to lose a lot of money. Yeah. Lost a lot of time and a lot of energy. Totally. Yeah. hundred, hundred percent. That's a good way. Good way to put it, put it hundred percent. You're going to burn out. It's impossible not to, if you're not, you know, being yourself, it's truth, being happy, you know, doing what you really want. It, it, you will burn out. It's just, you know, one of the things that, that some of my team around me always says, you know, I don't think anybody could like outwork you because it's crazy. Like you could, you can get up at 4 a.m. and you can go to whatever time, you know? And I said, but the difference is, is for me, I love it. Like, I love it. Like, I love, love it. Like I said, you got to understand that. Like I, I, it's not like, it's not really like you always hear people say, well, it's not really work to me, but it's not like if I get up and say, I got to work, like I can't wait, wait to get up and work. Like it's that exciting to me. So it, it's not. You know what I mean? It's not, 
it's just a it, it, like I tell people, it's like you going on a vacation. If you really enjoy going on a vacation so much, like that's how much I like to do business. It's been my passion since I've been young, you know. So, so it's not, you know, somebody says, "Geez, you worked 17 hours." I'm like, but was it really 17 hours? I mean, yeah, on the clock it might have been 17, <laughs> but it felt but, like this. Yeah, exactly, right. So you you look at it and been like, "Oh my God, that was 17." But me, I was like having fun. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so having yeah. a blast, right? Totally, hundred percent, right? So, yeah. yeah. I think you just, you know, in business, I think for me too, sometimes you've got to just find yourself, and you've got to block everything out sometimes, and really get to what you enjoy, you know. And and that's even me had to come in. Like people are like, well, you know, you should be in a relationship now, Shane. You should be doing this now. Uh, you know, you shouldn't work as much. You shouldn't do this and. So one time, like I, like I, there was like, I'm not going to name any names, but there's, you know, people in my family at times. And I'm like, you not once have asked me, am I happy? Like you're telling me that I should be doing all these things, but not as one word come out of your mouth and ask me, am I happy? Do you not that think is a more of an intelligent question to ask me? <laughs> right? Intelligent and important. Totally. Right. But I can relate. I can relate. Yeah. yeah, you know, so right, it's it's, it's uh, you know, so awesome. So this has been a good conversation. So where can they find you at? Websites, social medias, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. I'll just make sure you have the links. They're down in the show notes. I have a very fancy website. It's designed by myself. So get a look <laughs> at that. Um, I I have this ebook that I mentioned before. Go get it if you want to have some new ways. There are seven ways in there to help you elevate your vegan impact. And with vegan impact, I mean, you don't have to be on the streets to, you know, you'll figure your own vegan zone of brilliance. And uh, I'm very active on Facebook, actually. So if somebody wants to friend me on Facebook, uh, go ahead and do that. And then I also have a podcast. But um, I don't want to have that linked. If you hang out with me on Facebook, that's already enough, and you'll find the podcast there. So my website, my Facebook, and um, my ebook. I would love to hear some feedbacks from the whole whole vegan global family on it. Right. And what is the URL? Oh, the URL. Yeah, we need that. <laughs> so the, the website is the website is June Fuchs J U N F U C H S dot Podia P O D ia.com and then social media is like facebook and instagram what's the handles on that it's my name j-u-n-f-u-c-h-s june fuchs both facebook and instagram i think the url in facebook is a little bit different there's like a number included or something so i don't know that but if you search for j-u-n-f-u-c-h-s you will find me and i will find you are you on the talk (laughs) yet are you on the talk yet (laughs) <laughs> the talk TikTok yet oh my god i got on it and i got off of it again i was like this is I, my strategy go, mm. you, i think you'll do well on the talk i think that i think the reason i say that is for you well number one it's just where the, you're going to get way more organic reach right now than ig or fb way more so the, the the cost of the cost to pay to play right now is just so low so i think that's the mm. biggest advantage and I think your personality suits the talk. I really do. I think your personality and that high energy. I don't even know if people say that. I just made that up. I don't even know why I'm saying that, but who cares? So, <laughs> That's really cute. So, yeah, totally, <laughs> right? So I'm making new nicknames. But I, th- I, I really think that uh, 
your personality really plays to that platform, your energy and on video, right? Like, yeah, hundred percent. I think you'd do well in that. I, I think I'll take that advice. I'll sign up again. I had an account and uh, for a couple of weeks. And at some point I was just so focused on the other social media platforms, mainly Facebook. But then um, a couple of people said that to me recently, again, including you now. So thank you for that piece of advice. I will, I will be found on the talk soon. There you go. And I mean, think about it, think about it too. You can use, you can use the same, same video for some reels on IG and YouTube shorts are, YouTube shorts are popping right now, big time. And that talk video can go on YouTube shorts. So you're getting a lot more bang for your buck too. So it's almost like a no brainer. If you want to build a brand right now, why not? You don't know where it's going to go. Give it a shot. Thank you. I will. Thanks for the advice, Shane. No problem. Really appreciate it. You're so welcome. All right, everybody, go check him out. Download the book. Thank you, everybody, for uh, another great episode. And we will see you soon. Thanks so much, bro. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>